Welcome to Southeastern Zone, 90.9 FM KSLU. This is the Experience Points Radio Show. I'm your host, MG. I'm your other host, Dustin. We open the whole thing up with First Crust by Saber Pulse and Knife City. First Crush, not First Crust. That's. I, can you I'm remember gonna, your I'm first move, crust? I'm going to move over here because <laughs> oh, yeah. like, the yeah. laptop's like the animal house we, bit. That's it. That's it. Uh, no, so uh, welcome back, everyone. This is the Experience Points Radio Show. We mm-hmm. drop nerd and geek knowledge on you every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. But for the last couple weeks, through either technical difficulties or just like all you anti-vaxxer people out there getting a sick. Yeah, yeah, I got know? smallpox. Oh, uh, is it because you're a small person? Like you're tiny, not uh, you know, like a short. It was normal size pox, but they're like they scaled it back. They like, scaled it back. They look budget cuts, man. It's budget like an cuts Indian on these pox. Slum these pox have to live in. <laughs> well, uh, we we took the last two weeks off for various reasons, so we are back now, and we have some things to talk about. Yes. The uh, the first thing we want to talk about is our website expoints.com. Always double tap that p. We yes. have all of our news reviews and all of our cut and dried audio. Uh, we had to remove the audio, but you know for like legal reasons we can't yeah. just post it i did ask though i said what would yeah. get us to allow us to post that and they said well you have to you have to make it so people have to like pay to get in i'm like yeah i don't want that so yeah, we don't so that was freely available online as well as on a google play music podcasting services spotify uh is coming later but we are on itunes and stitcher and the spoofy the spoofy um also uh originally it was only getting the most recent 180 something episodes uh-huh. we have this will make the 206th episode on on streaming uh, media like the site and on iTunes and everything. So we now have all 206 episodes once this one is put up there uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, which is really cool. Yes, and also uh, we also have a full playthrough of Resident Evil we did. Resident Evil 2 we did. That's all up there. The new remaster of 2, yeah. It's only three episodes, but they're about an hour. It's about a movie length. Almost almost two hours each. Almost Um, two hours each. If you cut out all the the butt grabbing, uh, we... we, be about 20 minutes. It's about 20 minutes. If you cut out all the heckling we honestly we owe you time you know so <laughs> that's a please. pretty good that's a pretty good time run yeah yeah game, Check, yeah no well so it was really good because we we do this twitch stream every monday night uh we don't know if we're going to do it this monday considering the mardi gras holiday right yeah we might be too inebriated yeah. from mardi gras but um or on vacation or something but we uh we're really happy to do it and the cool thing is like you read up on resident evil 2 after the first playthrough the first playthrough you never yes. played the original Correct. And you, after you played about an hour and a half, two hours of it on our very first Twitch uh, stream, where we were ironing out a lot of bugs, right. you went home and you just kind of went real hard on it. And I, I accidentally blew through it again. On, <laughs> I, I accidentally. I, was doing, I, was doing I wasn't research. trying to do heroin, but I accidentally did heroin. Yeah, <laughs> to research heroin, the best way is to do heroin, but it's also the worst way to do research. That's it. <laughs> it's the best and the worst. Uh, so, but it was good because it set sort of a nice pace. For right. it Cause because Res- I, I was, I knew what to do and where to go. Well, so now we're playing Robot Alchemic Drive, which you're absolutely loving. Those those episodes are going to be posted online it's soon. Like, I'm like, I'm always. A- it's such a love hate relationship with that game because it's a it's a 2002 PS2 game that never got any traction in right. the United States. It, yeah, Maybe it's yeah. more popular in Japan. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> I, you're gonna <laughs> go ahead and say no on that. I'm gonna say no um, on that. It's. It's hilariously campy. badly dubbed. Yeah, and it's well, no, no, it's not badly dubbed. That is intentional. All of that's intentional. Oh, is it intentional? Yeah. During during a break, oh, we'll man. we'll watch the uh, Earth Defense Force commercial because it you, like they didn't stop with this game. Oh yeah. I've so seen those. Um, if you get a chance. You get. But the cool thing is like those like the missions in that game are very small. Like they're yeah. easy. You can just play a mission in ten minutes. You're done with the mission. In Resident Evil, they don't really split things up like that. It's right. sort of this long survival horror story. So the fact that we were able to 
to set the pace after the first uh, after the first Twitch stream yeah. by you kind of knowing where to go. You know, there, I think we fell flat a little bit where you were just like running around seemingly mindlessly and you were go- doing all the right things. And I was like, why are you doing this? And you're like, oh yeah, I read this and I did this with Claire and I did yeah, all this. Yeah. So once we explained that, it took what would have like been mindless running. It, it would have been a really long series of game right. of, of streams if we wouldn't have done that because the game doesn't break itself up in some nice like one more one more mission. Let me get to right. a safe point sort and, of way. And if we do a stream of one of the, I know uh, from software they have their game coming out uh, next. I know technically next month, but it's tomorrow is yep. the start of March. Uh, they got their game Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yes, and well, and I think Devil May Cry comes out March in 8th. like a week. Yeah, March eighth, that so. one comes out. So, that so yeah, one. those are going to be some nice playthroughs. And, are, and I imagine you right. might do something similar to where you, you know, it's it's one thing to get the the campy like I've never done this before. I'm going to run yeah. down this hallway. Oh, that versus does waste time on the stream. Right, right. We can't we can't be like Bill and Ted all the time, you know. Right. So there needs to be there needs to be some type of pacing set, and it's good that you kind of do that after yeah. a while. So and, I feel it's working and, really and well. And having somebody who's along for the ride who hasn't seen all this, which is usually oh yeah, 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 it, it works. Yeah. Um, In this case, it's you with robot right. with rad. It's De- so good. Devil May Cry, I have played since the first one, since they've all come out. I think I've played them all since they've released. Okay. So. Um, ex- with the exception of I played half of two and then gave up yeah. on it. Cause it was kind I of never crazy. finished DMC, to be honest. Oh, I, fin- the, I like DMC. DMC I, I ended up liking very much. Did they retcon that or that's like. Uh, it's just kind of done. They're just, oh, okay. It was this, alternate universe, <laughs> right? And that's the thing. It's it was if you looked at it on its face of itself, kind of individually, it was kind of a gr- more realistic kind of thing. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. The gameplay was solid. Uh, the combat system was very good. Very visually beautiful game. Well, and they might bring that into five. I mean, a lot of it right. looks like they they salvaged a lot of what people liked from the first you know three games, mm-hmm. four games. Four games. Well, four the, games. the the it wasn't too far. Ninja Theory's game wasn't too far from the other ones, right? Either. They well, we just, were talking about this on the Twitch stream, though. It's like this is the sixth game in the series, but it's the fifth game in the main series. Right, in and DMC series. sort of was after four and before five, right? And it didn't really. That's not really. That's the production time. That's not the chronological order. The chronological mm-hmm. order is DMC is not even in the order, and one through right. five is 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 the order. One yeah. two three four five. So yeah. But uh, I don't think too much. I'll have to practice with that one. Sekiro, I've been watching, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to practice a little bit with this. That's fine. I mean, we're going to be there for you guys. So yeah. uh, we're going to cut two songs, come back, talk about what we've been doing uh, for the last couple of weeks. This is Super Mario Brothers 2, Gypsy Jazz from OC Remix, and Critical Hit by No More Kings. We'll catch you after the break. I'm MG. I'm Dustin. You're listening to The Experience Points. Very excited, Dustin. Sorry. The Experience Points radio show on Southeastern Zone. 90.9 KSLU. <laughs> Welcome back to Southeastern Zone, 90.9 FM KSLU. This is still the Experience Points Radio Show. I'm still MG. I am going to last longer than my Epic Games launcher on my computer. It's Dustin, the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard No More Kings with Critical Hit. And before that, uh, Gypsy Jazz from OC Remix, a Super Mario Brothers 2 remix of the music on that. It was really right. good. Uh, very chilled out. I think it, it probably lowered our blood pressure. Right. Um, so over the break, Dustin and I watched the uh, Shadow of New Despair yeah. trailer, one of the many trailers for Earth Defense Force uh, 4.1 from Sandlot, yes. which is the same publisher and produ- or the same uh, developer that did Robot Alchemic Drive, which is Gigantic Drive in Japan, yeah. uh, which we're doing on the Twitch stream. I- I'm so glad that they're still around, and they, they are very aware of their cheekiness. 
Oh yes, and uh, so display. they they stylize the entire commercial. It's a Earth Defense Force commercial is all about fighting back the uh, defending the Earth uh, yeah. with the EDF against these giant insects that come from these flying saucers. And comical giant flying. lizards and having a big robot fight a la Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not fight a la. Not <laughs> a la. If you stop, no, if you no. stop early on that sentence, it's a strange thing. We fought uh, a religious being. Um, we fought the prophet. Like, that's yeah. it. That's it. Um, but no, so it's so good because it's so bad. And that's the point. The, the, yeah. camp, the camp is high. They turn it up to 11 and it's really good. So we've been doing that on Twitch a, for the it's last... Like a, uh, it's like a big thing of cheese. Man. It's really, like really big thing of cheese. Yeah. It's yeah. totally cheesy, but um, we've been playing that on Twitch uh, the last week or this past week, and then um, those episodes will be up uh, mm-hmm. eventually. And then we did start playing part one because technically last Monday was part two. We started playing it yeah, part two. over a week ago. Uh, and those episodes are going to be up during the Mardi Gras break. And all okay, yeah, that'll kind of tide you over because we yeah. did try. We tried Half Life Decay, and that didn't <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is something um, that I kind of wanted to talk about uh, a little bit because we we don't really have a big giant thing. I don't want to I don't want to give too many spoilers because I finally beat Red Dead. Um, okay, and good. I did beat Kingdom Hearts 3, and I have good. my thoughts about that, and I'd like to get to that a little bit later. But what right. I wanted to talk about I'd was... Beat, I defeated a game myself last night. Did you? Which one? Mm-hmm. Metro Exodus. Ooh. Defeated oh, the that. brand new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Okay, well, we're going to talk about it a little bit in a little bit. I want to I want to get your feeling about, specifically since we both kind of waded through Half-Life Decay, which is, for those that don't know, yeah. the multiplayer component of the Half-Life 1 game that is mm-hmm. for PlayStation 2. It, it was effectively the fourth DLC that, you know, like Opposing Forces... Or blue shift um and you got to play dr cross and dr something i can't remember her other name who are responsible for delivering like the sample to gordon freeman at the very beginning of half-life one and uh-huh. they're running around behind the scenes and there's this sort of other fourth story now similar to uh, adrian shepherd and barney calhoun from opposing forces and blue shift respectively you play these guys in decay right and i don't remember and maybe it's because uh I've never played Half-Life on any other system other than a PC. Yeah. Um, I never played, I didn't, even even though I own Half-Life for PlayStation 2, I've never played the full campaign through that. I got it because of Decay. Right. So maybe just the fact that I'm playing with a controller, but, um, and that because I suck with a controller, I die frequently. But we died a few times, and you'll, yes, you'll see did. this, you'll see this in the, in the YouTube upload of the, of the part one of Decay. We died several times, and at some point we were twenty minutes into a level, and it would just reset us to the beginning of if, said if level. If we died, we, if one of us died, we'd have to go back to the beginning. Right, and that's a, that's a, a gaming mechanic choice that they made, where instead of being able to say revive the other person, which made that eventually became oh, yeah, a thing. Yeah. I think Gears of War was like that, like help me, I'm down, and you, you go to your down you friend. Can, you can go do you know about you have it, you yeah. carry a health kit or something. Um, but in this game, you know, if either one of us died through negligence or accident or the fact that I was using like a, a super Korean <laughs> PlayStation 2 controller, yeah. you know, this really like not very high quality sort of aftermarket controller, um, you know, a mad cat's controller made in North Korea or something. That's like it. That, yeah. yeah. Just like a mad controller. They're just angry. Um, I'll show these Americans. We just won't make quality products. So what we can't actually get our president on a plane because of our country's crumbling infrastructure. Um, but th- so my question, I guess, or the discussion that I want to kind of spin off uh, for us to think about is we we rage quit that game. We well, kind of like I was, we just did it very passively. I, I, I wasn't in the red as far as wanting to rage quit. I was kind of in the pink. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, whenever we, whenever it happened, we're like, no, we're done. We got to the point of goofing we're off. We're just, we're done. Like, we're just going to do this again, and, and you know, we're not going to get better at this in, in, in two hours. Right. And we've already burned an hour. Do we want to continue to burn another hour I can't trying even, to right. do this? I, and we tried playing another game, and I can't even remember. Spy what. Hunter. We tried oh, playing yeah, Spy Hunter game. because that's the game I had with my PS2 as well. Right. And, and we realized like, Spy Hunter is a strange game, too. It's very interesting. Early, really early PS2 games are a very interesting time. Oh, what was the one Kinetica, do you remember that? Or Kinetic? It's where you're like, you're a you're a race car as a person or something. It was it was strange. It was one of those no. very first. It was it was the one that they uh, on the back of the PS2 box. I remember having a fat PS2 box because mm-hmm. that's the PlayStation that I that I use the most. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I put a hard drive in it and all of my games. As soon as I buy a PlayStation 2 game, I put it on a hard drive inside the PS2, mm-hmm. so I don't have to ever use the disc again. Because eventually the disc drive's going to die, and I've already replaced it yeah. once, and it's a pain. Um, so I, I, I load up on the hard drive, but that's one of the first games that I ever saw because it was on the PlayStation two box Yeah, and it was that, and it was like maybe an ape escape game. I can't remember, but it's like on the, there's yeah. like four or five little box segments on the bottom, like in a marquee or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the launch advertisement. Yeah. Yeah. The, the things like get a PlayStation two witness the power. And that was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember going, Oh, that's crazy. And then I played it and I'm like, this isn't that good. Now at the time it was like, this is amazing. This is the future. We are never going to get better technology because oh, yeah, it's yeah. perfect right now and then you know just a mere four months later or six months later we have significantly better games yeah um, spy hunter definitely felt it wasn't that it wasn't polished it was that it was a bad it was a it was a cool concept from back in the day mm-hmm. that they updated to be like now nah, you're a super spy but, uh, it, but just, it was it was before like didn't they have a yeah. spy hunter movie with the rock uh it felt uh no, uh, Vin Diesel. Was it Vin Diesel? I thought that was Triple X. Triple X was, uh, yeah. I thought what the Rock. I thought about? the Rock was Spy Hunter. I thought there was oh, a was Spy it? Hunter movie. Keep oh, talking though. There? I'll look it up. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyway, but the the funny thing about that is I remember the story being that a lot of new developers that we know now, like CD Projekt Red, got a big the PS2 era, like jump started them because they did a lot of the localization for a bunch of games, and they were able to get the ps2 development kit if you ever want to look up how big that thing is it's giant it's a monster was that the one that came with a tv i believe like it was I, built into the tv i'm not sure it might have been but the ps2 developers kit was massive and yeah. they actually had to get it from they had to get this and i believe cz pride right had to get it back to poland so they had to go through an airport and they're like this thing looks like a bomb if you don't know what it is <laughs> and they open it up but nobody cared and they just let them straight through they're like we cannot believe we're just able to walk out with this thing that looks even to us like a bomb right but it was the PS2 developers getting like we don't know how to explain this thing kind of thing but um oh this is yeah. interesting this is interesting can I read this yes so go ahead. this is this is from uh, this is the film adaptation link on the Wikipedia for Spy Hunter it says in the summer this is a direct quote uh, from the from the link in the summer 2003 Universal Pictures acquired the rights to the 1983 arcade game Spy Hunter from Midway Games the following September Universal signed actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson to star in the film adaptation based on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was Spy Hunter Nowhere to Run. Screenwriters, uh, blah and blah, were hired to write the screenplay, though a director had not been decided. It was slated to begin its budgeted $90 million production in spring of 2004 and a time for a summer 2005 release. That's about right. In January 2004, the um, original writing duo was uh, replaced with production slated for June. By May, Universal Pictures acquired director John Woo to helm the project. This is going to be cool. Okay. In the same month, the previous screenwriters were replaced by the screenwriter Zach Penn to rewrite the script again. 
By Jan- uh, by August uh, 20, 2004, production had been delayed, pushing Spy Hunter back to the release of summer 2006. In April 2005, Penn was replaced by screenwriter Stuart Beatty to rewrite goodness. the script again. In May 2005, however, director John Woo left the project due to scheduling conflicts. In yeah, August, he kept delaying. In August 2005, Dwayne Johnson said the film was still developing without a director. Pre-production work was underway with designs such as the morphine interceptor vehicle driven by Alex Decker. Alex Decker's the um, the Dwayne Johnson, uh, the, the, the actor. Yeah. Oh, it would be the, that's the name of the guy. The name of the character is oh, Alex Decker. Oh, the name Decker. of the character. Okay. Production was eventually halted for a time being, and Dwayne Johnson was detached from the project. In 2007, May, Paul W.S. Anderson, famous what? famous for Resident Evil movies, everyone. Fuck. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I know. I know. Fahal <laughs> was hired to replace Wu as the director. He was going to be writing a new script with another screenwriter. He left the project a year later due to his commitment to Death Race 2. Not the same movie. That's the same movie. As a producer. In February 2013, however, Warner Brothers, who owns the rights to the film adaptation distribution, announced that Ruben Ruben Fleischer was officially brought on board to direct after several rumors were given to public ears with Carter Blanchard providing the script. Another script. Bearing an entirely rewritten storyline. In November 2015, news were made that Blanchard was replaced with a new pair of writers, Neil Greaves and Sam Chelson, with Dan Lin and Roy Lee producing the film, while the report also made it unclear whether Fleischer was still on board as the director. So we haven't heard anything since November 2015. Okay. But but it's funny because if we look at how many versions of this game have been released, uh-huh. there's a few different versions of Spy Hunter. There's Spy Hunter 1 and 1983 arcade game. Spy Hunter 2, the direct sequel, 1983 original. Spy, Super Spy Hunter, a 1992 video game by Sunsoft. Spy Hunter, the 2001 video game that was re-released. Spy Hunter 2, the sequel to the 2001 remake. Spy Hunter Nowhere to Run, the third game and the third sequel. And then Spy Hunter, a 2012 reboot of the third reboot. So, or the it's second, the gone, second reboot. It's like they follow the scripts, and that way <laughs> they are going through Spy Hunter very accurately. Oh my gosh, that is so ridiculous! Zing. I wasn't aware. Whenever we were, we just we just picked that game up. Not to be whatever. Batman versus Superman. I don't know how many versions of that <laughs> script they went through, but they chose not the best one, maybe. The, or if thing. it's the best one, I'm sorry. And here's the thing: not to be whatever. How do you know that name, I Dustin? Could crank out, yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, you know what's crazy? There's plenty of direct comic book adaptation possibilities that uh-huh. would have been better. And that's the thing. It's like for for Spy Hunter, it's a movie about a spy car. With a guy who hunts other spies in it. I can probably crank this script out in about a week. Also, we could have just replayed that scene from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen a bunch. Uh-huh. And that would have been that would have been okay, I think. Cuz I well, or all the James Bond car right. scenes. That's really what they were doing. They were like he's like James Bond but in a car. I'm like so James Bond, Bond when he's in his car? Yeah, like is that it? Right. And or on any vehicle cuz they changed it. They changed it from a car to a boat to a motorcycle. Right. And it's like and that's a thing. It's like if you're going to do that, James Bond has done it at some point. You have to do it better then. Yeah. So my script at a point almost doesn't matter. It's the ability to frame up the stunt sequences. Well, yes. That's yeah. my, my script should be a chain f- to big action sequences that makes a decent amount of sense, and it has Dwayne The Rock Johnson being charming. So that's, Those are my two objectives. That's something that we kind of ran into when we were actually playing the Spy Hunter 2001 game mm-hmm. for the small amount of time, was it's objectively 
subjectively it's fun in 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 the midst of some of the scenes however mm-hmm. the gameplay itself notwithstanding like the the ability to get to another map was functionally difficult yes because you needed to acquire a certain level of like reputation or points or some economy something like that in, in order to progress to the next stage and if you didn't get all of your objectives or even like mo- all your primaries and most of your secondary objectives or tertiary obje- objectives you had to replay the same map until you did and when yeah. you do that I'm instantly bored with you. And also, by the way, I'd also recast. I wouldn't have Dwayne The Rock Johnson because Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like the point of, okay, what kind of secret agent would only be in his car to do things? He would have to be someone who sucks. I would get Danny McBride. I'd get Danny McBride and make it a comedy, action comedy. You know what? I'm not totally against that idea. I, I would get I would get some goofy actor like uh-huh. maybe even Will Ferrell. I don't think he's done a secret spy movie or whatever right. yet. But get some goofy actor mm-hmm. who is like maybe maybe at like a Jackie Chan in the tuxedo sort of situation yeah. where it's like I didn't choose this, but I've accidentally found myself in this position where now that you know the car is talking to me and I'm the only one that isn't like maybe I'm a low man on the uh-huh. you know like the other guys sort of thing yeah. like I'm I'm not a, I'm not the Mark Wahlberg I'm the other I'm I'm, I'm Will Ferrell and the other guys. I don't know much. I'm kind of bad at my job. Yeah. At like, what my job would it be expected like, of me? I really and, want to be a secret agent. Right. I really want to do this. You sneak into the car to look at it. The car right. takes off. You're freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's this plot that's unveiled to take down all the mm-hmm. people. And you're the only one that can stop but them with this supercar. But you can do very well, and it's drive. Right. I can drive right. like nobody's business. Or maybe it makes, I don't know, maybe you get somebody like Danny McBride, who's like an over-the-hill arcade player. Yeah. Who played a game very similar yeah, to Spy Hunter. Fun this could have been awesome this, there's a lot of fun way you kind of almost make your it's almost like a steve carell and get smart or uh yes or a johnny english kind of character yeah you, you gotta you gotta have fun with it and it's it's not impossible to fit it in and make it make it good i mean they, yeah. they do it they even do it in serious ways with like the kingsman movies right like yeah. the kingsman movies aren't all serious all the time it's a lot of tongue-in-cheek like fun humor coupled with like awesome soundtracks they, and really good action they scenes. wink at the audiences uh, more than a fair amount of times yeah but they, because they it's realize. paying homage to like those james bond like super Super serious James Bond series or James Bond movies or whatever. There's the secret agent movies. So and that's the thing. If the, the if the movie were to take itself too seriously, yeah. it wouldn't be. It needs to It'd be, be movie, Mission Impossible, right? It'd be Mission Impossible or or Fast and the Furious, and you don't want it to. Oh, be I don't that. know. Fast and the Furious is starting to take itself a little less serious every, uh, yeah. to every iteration. Well, I, I think that's I think that's probably for the betterment of that franchise. More yeah, than you can't detriment. you can't be super serious. The first one was pretty serious and it was good. And then if they kept doing that over and over and over again, that's like if the GI. Joe movies were serious. You get a the Spy Hunter movies. The script's way easier. Have well, which re- version? Which version of the nine I, possible I, scripts? I, I think <laughs> I think my version of like have the main character be kind of a you know a guy who wants to be an agent, but he can't figure it out, and for some reason through either happenstance or either necessity, right. they have to put him behind the wheel of the supercar, but he can actually he can actually drive pretty decently. I I'm I'm a. Uh, <laughs> I just really want to see like baby driver I, can't do anything else except drive that car very well. Right. But he can drive it really right, well. Right, right. Well, I think and I think we need somebody who's like the the would-be hero that would have never expected being the hero. Right. And that's why like Danny McBride comes to mind because it's just he, like and, and, you're just this goofy or John C. Riley, you know. Bill Hader comes yeah, to mind yeah, too. Yeah, there you I, go. I like him as well. Somebody that and then I I want for the villain Don't cast your for, action for, hero. For, for the villain, I want like Trent Reznor or something. Like I want somebody who's just like a mean-looking guy. Right. But I want somebody that's like kind of like, like suave like, and like he's expecting somebody else to come out of the car and he's like 
oh, you look like a, an accountant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, honestly, like act like look like Trent Reznor, act like Jesse Eisenberg in every movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, would you? Uh, wait, is there someone else in there? Did, right. Like, is, is the is it one of those European cars where it's on the other it, side? Is it self driving? Like, no, the self driving thing. We never got it to work. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, it almost it almost be good to like the guy who worked on the car. <laughs> like and the techie guy who made it has to drive the car from out of like oh that that would, that would be, be good cool. so instead of having him be an agent have him be a mechanic yeah, yeah there yeah, you that'd go be cool. a mechanic that that's great that's great I, I love this title there, of this episode is we wrote yeah. a better spy hunter movie I, and also like having great visual gags too is cool for yeah. everything and it's like I want a scene where there's like well there's a problem with. Like there's a problem with the bottom of the car. Like what is it? Like it's completely gone, and you can see like underneath him. <laughs> you just kind of like like, s- like he slides up underneath there in one of those little rolly carts. And yeah, I, this would be so good if we he could drops have a grenade and it like goes underneath him. Like oh, like there's so many slides fun, out. The fun gags you can do. I would love. I would love to poke fun at the entire. Like I'd want to get Nick Cage in there as like the guy from Gone in sixty seconds. I'd yeah. want to get like you know Vin Diesel mm-hmm. in there from like and and all these different people from from all the other racing. And the car has to be like destroyed by the end of this movie. Like it's got to be done. Well, like, then they have to make a new one. They have to make a new one, and he has to walk out in a tuxedo, and then he's like rips the sleeves off yeah, and like yeah. gets in the car and drives. And he it doesn't off. have any arms. They're like, what? Are you? He's like, did you cut those at home? He's right, yeah. <laughs> right. No, yeah, he doesn't yeah. rip them off. He like they're already yeah. perforated. And he's like, ah, this would be so funny. Get somebody to rip them off for him. And it's got to be like there's got to be a conflict between like your ending is your villain, your main hero, and your main villain, and he uses the car in some sort of clever way outside of it to like defeat the main you gotta do it in some sort of it, way it would like be that. so good it would be so like good like you shoot him with a miss like the crazier the better we we, we have, wrote it we have fully, done we have hold Finish. on we have fully utilized our time in this block to discuss about Sorry, Spy Hunter. Just like, it no, that's okay. Stuff like that. We we are going to cut to two songs. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about a few other things that are not Spy Hunter. We'll catch you <laughs> after the break. The Will of One, the 2013 re-recording by the Proto Man and airbrushed by Anna Managuchi. We'll catch you after the break. I'm MG. I'm Dustin. This is the Spy Hunter show uh, <laughs> on the Experience Points radio show on Southeastern Zone. 90.9 KSLU. I can crank that script out and like I say a week. I say it took a week and I do it in two, three days. Welcome back to Southeastern Zone, 90.9 FM KSLU. This is the Experience Points Radio Show. We're back and I'm MG. <laughs> Dustin, we were talking we still talked about Spider-Man. We were, but still, we're, moving we were on. still going past yeah. yeah. There'll be a stinger at the end of the episode. Stay 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 tuned after that. This so is the, You do want to talk about uh the, say the song. Yeah, first. The Will of One, 2013 from Proto Man and uh, Airbrush by Anna Monaguchi. I did want to talk about a few things. Yes, you beat um, Red Dead and Kingdom Hearts. I did. Uh so my initial thoughts almost about both are very similar. Should we do a spoiler alert? Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and say pre- preemptive spoiler alert. But I don't think, even with these spoilers, um, I don't think it will ruin any part of the game. Okay. Um, because I'm going to, I'm not going to give so much story away as I am just going to be the general gameplay mechanics that occur in both games. Right. Um, you had said a while back when we were talking specifically about Red Dead 2 that it seemed like it, it overstayed its welcome towards the end, specifically with epilogue, or the epilogue. The, the epilogue a little bit. Um, and, and what we're referring to is after you beat the main game as Arthur Morgan, you find out at some point in the game that Arthur Morgan is not long for this world, He's and it becomes, TV, yeah. it becomes a redemption arc or just a let's raise some hell arc. Yeah. Um, and that does influence sort of the last, 
I guess, act three of the game, act four of the game. Right. Um, but after you beat the game as Arthur Morgan, or the game beats you as Arthur Morgan, yeah. uh, you are introduced as uh, John Marston, who is a, a character, the main character from Red Dead 1. Mm-hmm. And there's an epilogue scene that, uh, an epilogue series of missions, which is about six hours if you take your time with it, yeah. that sets up Red Dead 1. It's it is brought you are brought all the way up until the Red Dead One Red, starts, right? Um, and which you know you definitely if you played Red Dead One you know what to expect. So it's kind of unfortunate uh, of what happens to John right. here, knowing it's where it's going. But it's, I like that. It, I like how they did it, and I'm I'm happy that I got to play that. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of feel though that it did take a little bit extra time, and I think I read somewhere I can't remember where, but seeing seeing the epic that is Red Dead 2 as Arthur Morgan and then getting like a tiny little piece of it as John Marston was like seeing an awesome movie that's followed up by a 40-minute television episode, right? Like you, you yeah. get this huge giant event, this this giant series it, of events as as Arthur Morgan and then you, you get this tiny little sliver and, you know, it's like I, I it looks strange. Like my character model was different. I'm significantly it's, thinner and younger. I, I, and I personally like seeing what happens to characters after the conclusion of the big event. I find that most people don't actually. I call it return of the king syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a fair name. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Um, and that, you know, like you kind of have to see where all these characters kind of end up and everything like that. But then it kind of overstays and it's not I, as concise. As I did be. like, so there's a lot of plot points that get resolved that didn't get resolved with Arthur Morgan that get resolved in the epilogue. Right. And I'm very thankful and happy that those big plot points that I wanted to get resolved in the main story got resolved. I feel a little annoyed because I, of course, went the redemption arc because I'm white hat as can be. I did too. Um, and I feel bad that as hard as I tried, there were still so many bad things left in the game that I couldn't do anything about, that the game's story just took away from me. Yeah, if you if you didn't finish that part up as Arthur, it was kind of right. gone. I, I, yeah, and I feel like, oh, you know, I worked really hard, and John didn't, you know, the, I, as a character. Like, from a story perspective... But that's how it goes sometimes. I'm not, it's, a, it's a choice they made. I'm not saying I disliked it. I'm saying it's a choice they made. And yeah. I wish Arthur could have, as a as a character in a fictional world, mm-hmm. could have seen, come to fruition, all of these good things that he started. Yeah, and, and you know what? You actually hit on something that I do want to talk about with the game I finished was Metro Exodus, uh-huh. which was that mechanics in the game seem to have been part of something that was bigger but got scrapped. Yeah. Um, the donating things to the box uh-huh. in the camp, that mechanic is useless. Yeah, at some at point. Well, so I, I found out midway through that instead of having to put the the money, like have the economy of the box, and then fill that box up to a point where you can then buy things with it, you could have just bought things out of your own pocket over and over and, and over again. It doesn't change anything, right? And you didn't get that money back whenever it was taken. Eventually, it's taken out of the game. That money's just gone, right? And who who knows where? And I thought it was leading to somewhere, but no, apparently not. No, it just but, kind of went away. And the issue then becomes like. Okay, you got this money, you put it into like the camp and all this stuff and when you get a ton of money at the end anyway, right. more that so much so that it doesn't it almost breaks the economy. Yeah, it just you. sets you up for like a, any of those missions you didn't do, you can do them now. You can get right. a new horse because your horse is gone. Like that's another yeah. thing that kind of broke me was that, you know, oh my I horse. Lost, yeah, I lost my the horse died. Yeah, the horse died and it's it's the horse that I spent all like all time figuring out and then as soon as I'm John Marston, I go and tame a thoroughbred. Yeah, and I'm so like, okay, like so it's like, well that just didn't matter. Right. And the it became kind of like 
I guess, like, because the game's huge. They had different groups working on different things. Yeah. There didn't seem to be somebody who bounced around talking to the different groups to seeing if things meshed well with each other. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a person or a group that did that, but that's almost the last thing. Like, the, I've noticed, I've noticed there are a few things that take, the last like the backseat like menu design is right. one of them like you, the, the the HUD and everything that's a lot of the times that's like a, an afterthought almost the, and it's one of the most right. thing, important things you see it all the time in games you know the exotic weapons the exotic animals guy didn't talk to the random encounters guy kind that's of the yes yeah like, and, like that's what I kept happening I noticed was that when two the game works great when it's one piece is working at a time. When two pieces would come into each other, that's when there would be hiccups. Right. So this is sort of the opposite of a Breath of the Wild emergent gameplay syndrome mm-hmm. where right. these individual components were worked on separately, but they were meant to work perfectly to like separately. And also when you combine them, strange, new, crazy, awesome things happen because right. they're not designed explicitly to work together, but they do because they were designed so well in the first place. Right. And I'm not saying Red Dead's a bad game. It absolutely oh, God, is no. a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are some pieces in there that hold you back. There's yes. some. It's confusing um, at best when things like Guarma or some some of the other parts of the game happen. It's very all of a sudden, and it sort of derails your your roadmap on how you want to progress in the game, which is fine. Like it's mm-hmm. challenging in its own way. Um, there's also, I feel like there's problems though when you do that, especially in an open world game. Whenever you are permanently locked out of going back to certain places, it it diminishes the amount of yeah. fun. For instance. You know, I can get around the map and I can go to Blackwater if I want from from point one, and I, I wouldn't recommend it, but you could. Yeah. Um, once you go to a part of the game on an island and then you come back, I don't think there's a way to get back to that game without, you know, modding or breaking the game fundamentally. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like there needs to be a steamboat or something that takes me back there so I could check in yeah. on all the people that left and there. I also don't like the fact during my Arthur Morgan playthrough was that the west side of the map is the original area is closed off basically you try oh, to go yeah. there and you get attacked by everybody i think only a story mission takes you over there right but don't do that don't yeah. don't it, show it, what they can possibly go to and then hold that off till post game well and it may be just scrap mechanics like you said i mean things stay on the cutting yeah. room floor frequently and and it's again it doesn't make it a bad game but i the the one criticism that i had was and I even took time away from it to play all of Kingdom Hearts 3, and I came back to it, and I still felt like I had to just churn through. And I think I want to say I played, like, I don't know, maybe uh, over... It was over 30 hours yeah. um, of, of main storyline, and uh, I think I have one side quest that I did not complete with the guy that wants me to fish with him, the guy, the, an, the amputee yeah, the uh, nice war guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I helped him out, get his horse back or whatever. And I can still do that as John Marston, and I'm like, this guy is several years older, and how does that work? But... But you have to have a game. I have to have a way to continue to use all the gameplay yeah. after the main storyline. Everyone does it. I think typically where you just like go back to right before the final whatever, right behind right. the final conflict, you go back. Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn did that, so I can go and fight, fight the big thing again. Yeah. But I can also do anything I, else. I think the first Red Dead set a bad precedent of going towards like, oh, now you're a different character. Yeah. I expect to do this. I'm like, oh, is that the best for the game, though? Is yeah, that, I mean... Is that is that the best for what the player desires? I don't know. Because I know a lot of people won't finish the main thing so they can play, keep playing as John. Yeah, um, I, I definitely want to go back and play uh, Red Dead 1 now, now that I've yeah. beaten it, because I haven't played Red Dead 1 in a very, very, very long time. And I want to just, you know, redo that. Because I remember, you know, oh, yeah, there was a running with Dutch in Red Dead 1 and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all of these things. So. Javier Escuela. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, And... 
the mechanic that was left over from Metrodus, it when I was playing it, I got the taste. Is that what I, we're calling it, Metrodus? Metro, yeah, Metro, Metro, Metro Exodus. Metro Exodus. I like Metrodus. Metrodus. That's actually not. That's a bad good. Name. That's good. Metro Exodus was. I, I, when I was playing it, I'm like, this feels like they wanted to do an open world game, mm-hmm. or to have the mechanic of the train bringing you to different locations you can right. revisit. Uh, the game is kind of linear. Each area you go to is kind of a big hub area. You can kind of explore. Do a couple missions in the hub and do then a kind of, move hubs. You could do three things in the hub each, move on, rinse, repeat. So it's very formulaic. It got a little formulaic. And then the most bizarre thing about it, um, uh, it, it felt like a Metro game, by the way. It still felt <laughs> like it still felt like those creepy atmospheric Metro games. And it does a good job of still holding on to that. Okay. I enjoyed it. I played the other two. Um uh, but what bothered me about it, about the Metro Exodus, was there's a mechanic where you can knock people out or you can knife them. There's no difference other than it looked like there was going to be a mechanic where you had faction relationships. Okay. That got scrapped. So it doesn't matter. So it's like it, there's no downside to killing everyone in the game and versus then, knocking everybody in the game out. Right. And then the there was also another mechanic where this is very odd and that they include it in this game. I like it, but not for this game. People will surrender to you, mm-hmm. which is interesting, addressing people who surrender to you because if you had a faction relationship with anybody, you can go, okay, if I just murder everybody here and loot them, this might make this faction, even though we're yeah, in conflict. Yeah, kind of get you know, ticked off at me or something. Right, there's, there'd be a diplomacy element to consider. Yeah. Irrelevant. I can just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it sounds like they just. You know what? The the great thing about that is if those codes in there, some modder or you know they'll they'll supplement that game or whatever yeah. and the, on PC. Uh, the other note I have about it is I'm not a big fan of the ending of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last ending I had was uh, not to spoil anything for you, but this doesn't really spoil anything. Um, there's these blind apes mm-hmm. that are somewhat telepathic, which is neat. Yeah, uh, they're one of the weakest enemies in the game. Uh, I throw. Have you, did you play any of the other Metro, uh, Metro games? Yeah, I did. Okay, uh, okay. I know he's in the he was in the second one. Yeah, twenty thirty three. He was way tougher in the second one. Or Last Light. He was in yeah, Last Light. He was in the. Yeah. He was in one of them, but he like at a point like there were two of them, and I was able to take care of them pretty easy. And that was like then I realized like that was my last engagement was this, with this game was fighting two monkeys. That was, <laughs> and then that's it. Well. Uh, you know, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that the game succeeds because I do like those types of stories. Uh, I, I same thing with like the stalker games, like those in general, like those yeah, I'm in uh, Russia and it's a it's a first person shooter. Call with, it Pripyat. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that, and I hope modding community takes over and maybe like again supplements the game, right. makes it a little bit better. I, I probably want to go back and I I tried Stalker a while ago and couldn't get to it. I probably want to try it again because it is open world and it is a lot more okay. We don't know what you don't know what's going to happen or what you're going to run into, right? Kind of thing and. It's very much like, I don't know. Uh, so I, I might try those again. I think they're coming out with a new stalker, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, I'd hope so. I, I haven't heard I that. I thought they were working on something. I haven't heard of that yet. But, uh, but. Yep. Oh, uh, real quick announcement. Nintendo announced Pokemon Sword and Shield yep. today. And the starters look stupid. Uh, I haven't seen the starters The yet. starters look real dumb. That's my subjective opinion, but you can take it as fact if you'd like, people. Uh, Mudkip was people. a starter, and that guy looks... Re- not, um, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
Well, we are out of time. I will talk about Kingdom Hearts 3, or we'll talk about oh, Kingdom sorry, Hearts yeah. 3. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts 3, and maybe in another week, you know, it will be less of spoiler territory, mm-hmm. but like next next episode, maybe. Um, we're going to leave on one uh, song, Video Games Remix by Alex Hanley. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do that, check out our site, exppoints.com. Remember, always double tap that P. We could also go to exppoint.com slash social to get all of our social media stuff. Like, subscribe, and let us know how we're doing. Uh, it'll also keep you informed on when we're doing things like Twitch streams and stuff yep. like that, which and is every also- Monday. So, uh, check out our YouTube channel. We're going to be posting. I'll be posting throughout this week and next week. I'll be posting the rest of those videos. And also look out for our Devil May Cry 5 review. Awesome. Uh, it's going to be either. That one's going to be really quick. Probably I want to get it out almost the day of. Okay. Yeah. I and, can. and you say it's going to be a couple minutes. Uh, yeah. I would say, you know, over time, just, you know, we'll write a blog article about it. And Absolutely. We'll post that. So thanks for hanging out. Video Games Remix by Alex Hanley. We'll catch you next Wednesday from 7 to, or sorry, from 9 to 10. Yeah. Uh, and uh, next Monday, well, not this upcoming Monday, but the next, next Monday from 7 to 9. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'm MG. I'm Dustin. This has been the Experience Points Radio Show on Southeastern Zone 90.9 KSLU. And like, it took us twenty minutes. It didn't take us very long. <laughs> Why did it take him nine different rewrites? And Paul W. S. Anderson, which I guess he wouldn't be the worst director to bring in. <sighs> God, like, they must be doing cocaine in Hollywood because it's like they're definitely doing cocaine in Hollywood. Like, it's like, like that's our superpower is not doing drugs in Hollywood. We can crank out scripts that are decent. Oh at least gosh. it'll get at least a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean it won't be. I feel like it'll have <laughs> it'll be better than Anthem is right now. <laughs> let's let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right, Sorry. yeah, take take. That'll be a stinger at the end. Yeah.